Physicists, in trying to explain the nature of things, come up with many different ideas and theories and explanations. Uh, of course, they're trying to explain why things are and how they are. Recently, they've been talking about alternate universes and the fact that there are the possibilities of universes sitting right next to each other ad infinitum and that we uh, may exist in thousands of different places as the same being but doing different things, uh, slightly altered in these alternate universes. Well, if you really take a look at your existence and you really begin to understand your path through life, you'll see that you live all these alternate universes simultaneously and you step in and out of them depending who you are at the moment and where you are internally at the moment. We can be in so many different places without even moving that it's staggering. We can be in good places, we can be in fabulous places, and we can be in hell within a matter of 14 seconds or less. Now, where did all these transformations come from? How did all these transformations take place? And how did we get to these places? What happened? The nature of the qualities that you live in change the state of your relationship to existence. And until you understand that, you're walking through this world blind, without any knowledge, being pushed and pulled by the elements and the magnetisms within it without any control over your being. As we walk down the street, we make a choice when we get to an intersection which way to go. However, internally, we're constantly at intersections. And we're constantly making the choices as to which way to go. And each one of those choices changes 
our universe. Each one of those choices puts us in a new and different place. Some positive, some negative. But we are constantly making those choices. Question. Who's making those choices? And where are those choices coming from? Now, we've all talked about the mind a lot here and the limited nature of the mind. And we begin to understand that the mind is driven by egocentric desires and things we consider necessities. It's driven by what's been formulated for us as what we need and what we want in this world by our experiences. Monkey see, monkey do. The mind is the monkey. It copies what it what is brought in front of it. And this becomes the MO, the modus operandi, the way we conduct our life. Unless we find out about something else. Unless we go to another place. Unless we find that other place. Where is that other place. That's the place that can take you to alternative universes. That's the place that can take you outside of what you think is your existence up to now. That's the place that doesn't come from the mind. That's the place that comes from the cornucopia of Allah's abundance. That's the place where there is no need because fulfillment is its touchstone. It has everything. It doesn't need anything. And can we stick our finger out and touch that place? Or are we stuck in the place that is constantly full of need and full of desire and full of expectation? You see, if you're in the place that is constantly full of need and expectation, what can't you do? You can't be satisfied. Why? Because you're in a place that's constantly full of need and full of expectation. So no matter what it takes in, it's still missing. No matter what it gets, it isn't enough. No matter what it's given, it can't be satisfied. And if you're dealing with that place, you will be in a place of eternal non-satisfaction. You'll be in a place of eternal desire. 
You'll be in a place of eternal need because that place can't satisfy. Because that place is just about wanting. And that's the situation of the mind. And if we become one who lives in that universe, that's our fate. And no matter which direction we go in that universe, we go in the same direction, which is direction towards more desire and more need with different scenarios. But the underlying difficulty, the underlying basis won't change. We'll still be in the place of desire and need. We need, as the scientists might say, a quantum shift. A shift of the internal mechanics that run us. We need a shift of the way we perceive and the place from which we perceive. And when that happens, then you shift your entire world, even though you may not have moved an inch. And how do you get in touch with this place of fullness? How do you get in touch with this place that gives because it doesn't need? How do you make that place available inside yourself? That quest is the jihad. That quest to separate from your life that which is the part of you that needs and constantly needs into the place that is peaceful and satisfied is beginning to know who you truly are. It's a matter of identity. Who and what do we identify with? Do we identify with the grasping neediness or do we identify with satisfaction and fulfillment? That crossroad is constantly in front of us. And when we get to that point, we constantly are balancing things inside our being. And what happens is, if you can propel yourself towards satisfaction, if you can fight the demons of need so that they don't possess you, but you can wrestle them to the ground, you will shift the center of your being. You'll shift it out of, out of illusion into reality. And that is an alternate universe. And there are levels within that alternate universe. And you continue to move through those levels.
<clears throat> our freedom of choice, our freedom of will, comes down to being able to make that choice, to being able to make that decision about our being, to put us in the place of satisfaction, to put us in the place of not needing, to put us in the place of peace, no matter what the external circumstances are. There have been great men who, because of their uh, points of view, were incarcerated in uh, various societies over the ages. And incarceration would seem like a dastardly thing to have happened to one. And many of them, after coming out of their incarceration, would say that these moments when they were isolated and separated from society and were unable, where they were unable to, to, to do things in their normative way were their moments of biggest growth. They had their greatest realization of who they were and they became something other. Well, hopefully none of us are going to get thrown in jail. But we need to create a space for us for this transformation to happen. And if we've been living in one world for a very long time, it takes time to acclimate to the other world. Imagine living in an English-speaking country uh, like America and then being thrown into Uzbekistan or uh, India or anywhere else where the culture and the language and everything you see is entirely different. Imagine that. It's going to take you an enormous amount of effort and time to learn the language, learn the customs, and be able to accommodate yourself in that place. Well, into shifting into reality, we have to lose all of our notions, all of our imaginations, all of our ideas, and we have to shift into a new way of understanding things. If we've been in a world of constant need, how do we shift into a world where need doesn't exist because everything is given? And how do we become comfortable in that place? But more importantly, how do we change from taking to giving? Because you see, not only do you have to shift into that world, you have to shift into the attitude of that world. And you as a being have to be able to display it and become it. Because if that doesn't happen, nothing's happened except you changed your imagination. You changed your hallucination. But you didn't change your being. It's like... Uh, Everybody's talking about nobody's going there. Heaven. Heaven comes to you when you become 
heavenly. We need to become real. We need to know what reality means and we need to become it. Those are the steps. That's the doorway. Rumi said, stop knocking on open doors. Walk through! Stop imagining barriers. Walk through. Stop setting up impediments. Walk through. Everything that you think is holding you back, let go of. Because the holding on to you, the holding on to it, is in fact the impediment. Fear has to be let go of. Need has to be let go of. Thinking that we can somehow solve our problems has to be let go of. We have to begin to understand that in our being we have no control. And when we let go of all control, a certain kind of serenity overwhelms us and we're put in a place where that kind of control is no longer relevant, no longer has meaning, is outside of the scope of that universe because control isn't necessary in that place. There are no enemies. There are no needs. There are no oppositions. There's nothing to overcome. But you have to get to that place. And you have to overcome to get to that place. So, as we're going to the place of not needing to overcome, we need to overcome. And what is it that we need to overcome? All the things we think are holding us back. All the things that we perceive as our impediments. The path is clear. The road is straight. We just need to take the steps and leave everything behind us. You can't swim carrying your furniture. We need to swim out of here. We need to be released. And we need to release. May Allah help each of us reach the understanding of the truth. And may He take us to reality. Amin, amin, ya Rabbil Alameen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.